Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's on, Bob. It's on. Blue, white, breakdown. Bob Flounders with Dave Jones. It's Penn State, Iowa, Iowa week, Dave. We're going to talk Penn State, Iowa. Dave, we're going to talk about some not-so-legendary and some legendary Penn State, Iowa games that you and I have both seen. I think you know. Oh, you didn't tell me this. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I like to do. Um, we're going to discuss Penn State's quarterback uh, quandary, uh, what Iowa has been up to. Iowa's quarterback quandary. Yeah, and Dave, like we, I, I, let's just lead with this, even though it's not Penn State related. Uh, Maryland, Michigan State's off because of COVID. They just announced. Uh, I ju- I wondered. I had not heard that. Twenty uh, but minutes I, ago, Mc, uh, yeah. McMaster, Michael, Brett McMaster uh, had it, and McMurphy. What is his name? McMurphy. McMurphy. I'm, no, I'm serious. I thought it was McMaster. Yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking also. We'll take it to Frank Lamaster, who played linebacker for the Eagles. But, but that's Brad, another sorry. story. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. But, yeah, another a, a game canceled. Maryland hasn't played, I think, since the Penn State game. And it's just it's crazier by the day. Maybe, maybe they'd like to leave the season right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Lossley's plan, and on a high note. Great, great selling uh, point for recruits. Yeah. Uh, uh, I Yeah, the, the, I heard bad things last – I heard, heard things. I heard some things last <laughs> last night, and uh, I was anticipating that, but I had not heard it. So uh, yeah, that's uh, tough break actually for them because they were playing so well. You know, not a tough break that they didn't have to go into Columbus or no, that was in College Park, wasn't it? But so, but yeah. Um, yeah, this this could have helped them. So that's that sucks for them. I'll give you, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'll give you a 5 for that Robert De Niro impersonation. I know you can do better. I you knew it was De Niro, though, so that's I all that did. matters. I did. It was a bad Bobby De Niro. I know you can do a lot better. You have about 20 minutes to give me a better one. Dave, Penn State's 0-4. I believe in the history of the program, they have never been 0-5. That's correct. 134 years. Yes. Uh, they've matched the 2001 start, which I know you covered. Um, I did not get to cover that. But just your thoughts generally on – what you've seen through four games from Penn State, uh, I know a lot of it's been remote. They have four games that are left on the schedule. It's so weird. They could lose them all. Uh, they could win them all. But I just don't know really uh, what to make of this second half of the season if you're following Penn State or you're a Penn State fan. Well, certainly there is no home field advantage. We right. can cross that out. Uh, in fact, I think I picked all of the home teams last week. Uh, except for uh, Nebraska. The only one I got right was Penn State. And all the other ones lost. Uh, there, there really is no home field advantage. I think you, you, can, you can credit uh, Maryland and Indiana programs, Rutgers, that have traditionally not had any, had any home following at all. Right. Uh, all of a sudden, they're almost playing on, on even, even ground with the Penn States, Ohio States, Michigans. I, I, I really think the season is an outlier. Um, I think 
other than Sean Clifford, who should should have been better. Uh, I think we all agree on that. And yeah. he just flat out missed some passes. Uh, I don't blame a lot of it on Kirk Shiraka because I think coming in, he had certain givens that all of a sudden weren't givens. You thought the offensive line would be better and you thought Clifford would be better. Right. Um, and he hasn't really had any time without the practice time to work with anybody. So I don't know how you can expect him to do wonders. And, and frankly, last week, I thought we saw some, some answers in the offense. Um, to me, the real problem has been the defense. And it's, it's a problem that they've never had in these Iowa games. I mean, the defense has really shown up against Iowa. Um, James Franklin under a lot of fire, and that's it's funny. You're you're hearing what are you hearing about from from fans about uh, Frank? Right. Yeah. How safe are the jobs of James, Brent Pry, and Chiraka? Well, you know, fire Chiraka after four games. It, it it it's funny that this would come up this week because James Franklin's never lost to Iowa. He's four and zero against Iowa, and a lot of tough games, a lot of close games. The sixteen game was a blowout. Um, yeah. Did we hear this when Joe Paterno was going? What was he two and a hundred against Kirk Ferentz? I mean, yeah, he had some. T- he had, he didn't. He had he a was little about bit two of- and eight against Ferentz, two and seven, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I consider the season an outlier. I do in a lot of ways. I just, I, other than Ohio State, which is so talented that it really doesn't matter. Everything's been turned upside down, and. I don't consider it a legitimate season in any way, uh, but, but yeah. frankly, they don't look very good. And, but, but who looks worse, right? Who looks worse right now than Penn state, Michigan, right. Michigan, that looks like a complete train wreck. Like nobody wants to play. Uh, would you take Michigan's situation or Penn state's right now? I would, I would answer that question in about a week when they play. That's a good answer. Actually. That's a very good answer. So Dave, so Dave, if uh, the hypothetical, if Penn State finishes the regular season one and seven, are you still going to stick to your outlier and hey, it's 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 a uh, it's a unique season as far as Franklin, uh, Penn State, yeah, depending on how they finish. Yes, I do. Um, I when a season gets like this and it's sideways and everyone is afraid of COVID right now. I mean, anyone with a brain, right? And that includes the players. It includes the players and their and worrying about their parents, worrying about everything. Um, yeah, I I just don't consider this a legitimate season. I question whether we should we should even be going on with it. Um, there's a lot bigger stuff to worry about right now than football certainly basketball I can't even believe they're talking we talked before we went on I mean I can't even believe they're talking about starting a basketball season it's you know it's insanity need a vaccine and I think had they waited until spring we'd we'd have a lot of uh better answers than we have right now but of course you know Urban Meyer knows everything Urban said that can't (laughs) can't have a a spring can't have spring football season No, that's no, that's no good. <laughs> Dave, one of the reasons you you're right, uh, you know, Penn State when they played Iowa, um, he's they've 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 played very well and they've won a lot of really cl- they've won some close games. That 2017 game is still one of my favorite games. Just yeah. like the the Barkley performance and the last play of the game. <laughs> Trace McSorley after having a horrible game. Yeah, I mean, really came through on the last drive. That's Trace McSorley in a nutshell. Right. Um, 
Jawan Johnson. Yeah, his his, his only moment. His 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 crowning uh, achievement. Yeah, uh, I get he's doing um, uh, Justin Shorter and Juwan Johnson, probably the two the, the two stories of the wide receiver group in the last few years, where they just That's haven't true. developed, and those guys have gone other places. And Juwan had a pretty good season the last season at Oregon. Is he in the NFL? Where is he? Uh, he might be on a practice squad. Yeah, he's somewhere on a roster, right? right? Yeah. And Shorter's down at Florida having a pretty good season. They had a touchdown catch. Uh, yeah, so that, that's part of the story here, too. But I think this game is about the defensive front. Um, they're clearly going to pack the box. Do we want to talk about that yet, or do you want to introduce that? I just wanted to, I just wanted to uh, say one more thing about that 2017 game. Okay. Um, that was, uh, other than you mentioned the Notre Dame-Penn State game in 2006 and the press box being soupy. The at kickoff for that Penn State Iowa game, it felt like it was about ninety eight degrees <laughs> in that stadium. It was hot. I don't remember that. Is oh, that right? It was hot. Yeah, really? Oh yeah, it was real hot. It, Pickle, Pickle's somewhere listening in on this podcast. I guarantee you, he's nodding his head right now in agreement. It was it was really hot. Um, anyway, uh, the one uh, what of my original oh, the, 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 the sports writers are uncomfortable. <laughs> What I was getting at with Iowa, and it probably leads into what you're going to say about your analysis. Um, I think one of the reasons why Penn State has fared so well against Iowa is Iowa is not a tricky team on offense. No. And Brent Pry's defense, which has all kinds of trouble adjusting at the start of the game, there's nothing to adjust to. And there's certainly. They're just going to come out and try and sledgehammer you. The quarterback is going to do a couple of things, but he's not really mobile. And they, it's not a lot of chicanery. You like that word? That's a Nick Horvath word. Um, I just think that, I think I think Penn State knows what's coming, and I think that's why they always kind of can handle chicanery. Is that like tomfoolery? It's yes. not quite the same. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, and, and especially especially in this game, um, there's I don't I I can't even fathom what Iowa would do to try to deceive Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> in this game, because their quarterback has not been good. I don't know if you watched the Minnesota game. Yeah, he's big and he's struggling. He, like everybody else, didn't have any practice um, yeah. to speak of. And now he's expected to go in immediately against Big Ten opponents, which, yeah. you know, uh, Nate Stanley or Drew Tate or Rick Stanley, oh, none, of, Stanley none of those guys yeah. had. What, you didn't want to hear those names? What? I miss Nate Stanley so much. <laughs> You could go, you could go, there's a lot of, a lot of, don't they all look the same? It's like Wisconsin quarterbacks. They all look the same, man. Big Spencer, and, they're all six, they're all six, eight and white. And uh, they're, they're like the uh, 10 quarterback in your electric football game. They just stand there and kind of, kind of do this. Is the Iowa quarterback the walking definition of the phrase big galoot? <laughs> you could go all the way back to the eighties. <laughs> give me the give me the guy you know but but he was he was a he was a he was actually a very good quarterback okay. um but yeah the kid's name is spencer petrus Petrus, and his he's he's not you know he 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 locks onto receivers he's not going through his reads very well and in iowa's offense it's it's a pro style offense you always know you're going to get a pro style quarterback pro style offense pocket quarterback with kirk ferentz um, he's going to build the offense around his offensive line, which is very good. Mm-hmm. It's a really good, historically right. good offensive line, kind of like the 08 group 
And you remember that game. I do. Uh, where they ground and pound the 24-23 game. The uh, Anthony Scarato game, Dave. The Anthony Scarato game. Yes, yes, I remember. We won't say anything um, else about that. Corey Geiger. Interference. Differing, differing opinions in that one. <laughs> that was that game, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, this is a really good offensive line. Um, they've got a big uh, tackle named Alaric Jackson. They're, they're, they're good across the board. And what Penn State's defensive front has always done against uh, – against Iowa in the, in the, at least in the, um, in the James Franklin era is they have stood and delivered against this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going back and looking at the scores, 17, 12, uh, 30, 24 here, two years ago. Right. Uh, 21, 19, 41, 14, 41, 14. I mean, the, the, Iowa just hasn't gotten much done on offense. Right. Um, and if, they stack the box, put eight or even nine of the box. They're going to they're gonna try to dare Spencer Petrus to beat them. And so far, what we've seen, even though he's got good receivers, you got Amir Smith-Marset, got a bunch of good receivers, they're going to hand the ball to Tyler Goodson and yeah. then Mecky Sargent, and they're going to try to run the ball. And if they can run the ball early, uh, it's not going to look very good at all for Penn State. If they can't, it's going to look very good. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with your uh, with your matchup analysis. Um, and I, I do think uh, a Penn State defense that has given up three touchdowns on opening possessions the last three games, I think is in a good position to see that streak come to an end. I, I really I would be surprised if Iowa marched down the field on them for a fourth consecutive uh, week. Yeah, if we see that yeah. big trouble. If yeah, we see that bigger trouble than in the other games where we've seen it. Agree. Agree. Let's talk. Uh, I don't think this is I don't think this surprised you at all, Dave. I know it really didn't surprise me because it's what coaches do. James Franklin wasn't gonna officially name a starter on Tuesday because why would he? Um, there's there's really no there's really no advantage in doing that. He's he's mum M U M on his starting quarterback for Saturday, but I think you and I are pretty much in agreement on who it almost has to be against Iowa, at least at the start. Yeah, I don't think there's any question what he's going to do. Do you? No. You don't think no. he'd put, put Sean Clifford out there, do you? I mean, I know, based on what? I mean, the, 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 uh, the tape from the Nebraska game is going to just bear out the decision. He just didn't. He put, I mean, they were in a 24-3 hole, you know, 17 minutes into the game. And had they not been in that 24-3 to hold, they were, I think they were easily the better team in the second half. Yeah, but I, you just I, can't put your, you can't have a quarterback in the game that's going to put your team in a position to lose, not win. What I see here is an, an opportunity for Penn State to create balance on offense. Yeah. If they play the way they played in the third quarter when Levis started to settle in, they can create a balanced offense because the way Will Levis played was already – See, Levis came into the situation this, this season with some experience, with some practices from the prior year. He even got some action against yeah. Ohio State and then a start against Rutgers last year. He's in a completely different situation than Spencer Petrus, who has not proven anything yet. And what Iowa did the last two weeks was basically chop up some, some ill-equipped defenses. Michigan right. State – is not a good defense, and Minnesota is maybe the worst defense in the league. So it was easy for him. The first two weeks, Kirk Ferentz allowed him to th- throw 89 passes 
against uh, Northwestern and Purdue, and they lost both games. And he missed a lot of receivers and threw three interceptions against Northwestern, and that's going to hamstring Iowa the rest of the season. If they win either one of those games, they've got a real shot to still win the West. If they could beat Wisconsin, that would be all they need. Now it's like a pipe dream. They, they, they're pretty much out of it. Um, Petrus is in a much different situation than Will Levis, and that is Penn State's potential advantage. If Will Levis comes out and, and leads a balanced offense, um, Iowa's a good defense, but it's not a great defense. They don't have like superior athletes all over the place. That that's a, a reasonable pops possibility, and I think that's if uh, gun to my head, which a lot of people would like to do. Uh, that's that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, I'm picking Penn State in this game, but we're not getting to that. Too early for that, Dave. It's too early. Um, Don't you point at me, Bob? I, well, I'll point at you when you deserve being pointed at, and that was clearly an infraction. Um, uh, you know, Penn State is starting to sprinkle in some of their talented young players at different positions against Nebraska. You saw Caden Wallace move to right tackle. Uh, you also, you, even though they were behind, you also saw, saw Penn state uh, put a little trust in their young running backs, Keziah Holmes and Kevon, Kevion Lee. They both produced. Um, I think you're starting, they're, they're trying to play some young wideouts. Um, they are trying to develop some depth Dave, and try and get something, you know, positive out of this season. Uh, of all the things that they've done, though, I really like uh, the decision to put Wallace at right yeah. tackle and That's Will Price at right guard. And I think that this offensive line, even though it's been maligned, uh, I think they have a chance to finish up given the opposition on, on a pretty high note. And I'm anxious to see, you mentioned, I was got a pretty good defensive line too. I'm anxious to see what this offensive line can do against Iowa's defensive line. I think everything about this team has to be won at scrimmage, and they haven't. In the first half of these games, they have not won at scrimmage on on either side, basically. Uh, This is the ultimate game where you have to win at scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, I liked the Caden Wallace thing because I saw them really moving the ball incrementally, which is the way you're going to have to move it against Iowa. You're not going to blow them out of there, but but if you if you Patient. cracks a, a few fissures you're going to get a kid like Devin Devin Ford ran really hard um the last the last game I was just so impressed with with gains he turned from two mm. into four yards from three into six but at crucial moments during that comeback where it looked like they could actually um they were the offensive line got going well, this is a, this is a bigger challenge. It's yeah. not a great defense, but it's a good defense. Bigger challenge than Nebraska. We'll see if they can come through here. And as I said before, the defensive front, there's no, going to be no surprises here. Uh, that really is the game to me. The defensive front of Penn State's, they, they have to stop Iowa's running game. If they do, and they always have. I mean, in all these games that we talked about recently in the Franklin versus uh, Ferentz era, They've played really well, and they've given Penn State's offense a chance to win the game. And uh, that's, that's you can talk about the, the new young skilled players all you want, but that really is the game, and that's all of the game. Yeah. This is and further when you talk about the rest of the season, I think everything hinges on this game. It's sure. like it's like Paul Newman in the verdict. This is the case. There's no other case. 
this is the case. I like that movie. I like that movie. It's a great movie. It's my favorite movie. Of all time? Yes. Okay. All right. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible movie. Yeah. All right. Do you have a, to try and do better than the De, the De Niro impersonation, do you have a Paul Newman impersonation you want to throw at me? No. He's not an easy guy to... In, no, he's not, no. Does anyone do Walken. Paul Newman? How about Christopher Walken? You can, <laughs> I know you can do him. All right, all right. It's got to be... When I talk about Penn State, I... <laughs> I it, it's, it's the essence of them. And I... I, I you, you, know, you know what I mean, Bob. This is the blue-white breakdown. Dave Jones and Bob Fonders. A couple of points before we get to our predictions. Uh, unfortunately, we will not have a blue-white breakdown after... Oh, we've decided this. The Iowa game. It's just, uh, it's going to be impossible because of, uh, <clears throat> because of the stadium kind of, the requirements at the stadium. Uh, we will not have one of our regulars involved this weekend. So there'll be no blue-white breakdown. I wanted to let the fans know. Uh, why don't you just tell them really why? Greg, Greg Pickles, Pickles decided to go to a wedding. Pickles unavailable. Pickles yeah. unavailable. Unavailable. He's to go to a wedding during the season. He's going to be about thirty-nine beers deep, and we're not, not going to be able to talk do about not being a team player. I mean, no, it's awful. Would, would it's Nick awful. Horvath have ever allowed this? One of the principals <laughs> in the football team to go to a wedding. Well, the season. I love the fact that you did that, Dave, because the only <laughs> Penn State game I ever missed. Oh, was, was a wedding. It was 2002. I was at a wedding. I was already your committed. First to first year. Department. You it did was, that your first year? Dave, it was the Penn State-Iowa game. It was that oh overtime God. game. Brad Banks yeah. and, and Joe Chase and the referee. Wow. The yeah. overtime game. Dave, we, I know that you've seen, Incredible you've, game. you've seen a really good Penn State-Iowa game at Beaver Stadium. You've also seen two stone they're, lousy. They're Penn all State. memorable, aren't they? I mean, the 42-35 game. The uh, you, I could go back to the uh, the one game, which was Ference's first, uh, or was it 2000? 2000 was Ference's first year, and it was a big upset when yeah. he didn't have anything going there. 26, 23 or something like that? Yeah, it was. It was, that was 96. The leftover, no, it was, it was 2000, I think, was his first year, and it was the leftovers of uh, Hayden Fry, you know, which when, when he stayed too long. So that, uh, was, that was huge. And then um, the O2 game was legendary, which was, uh, I think they were up, wasn't Iowa up 30, 24 to nothing? Yeah. And, and, and Zach Mills led the comeback. And then it ended with the overtime with the one questionable call over on the, on the, on the pylon. And Joe, <laughs> none, there was impact for that game because yeah. Joe chasing the, the referee off the field, wasn't it Dick Honig? Right? Dick Honig. Yeah. I wasn't there. Remember? Coming back from me. I can't remember what I had to eat yesterday, but I can remember Dick Honig. Who knows? Um, that that had huge impact on replay being yep. instituted um, in college football. Uh, it yep. got going because of that. Yep. Then you've got the Michigan game. Then you got the 04 6 to 4 game. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> I went back to look at how many how many college games had four in the score. I mean, it it's it's infinitesimal. It's it's almost impossible to do. It's it's almost and as hard as getting one, which is possible. Did you know that you can get one in a football yes. game? Yes, you've yeah. lectured me on this. Before. It's never happened, but, but it is possible. Um, and then um, the '08 game, the the. Yeah. That was the Ricky Stanzi game where he he played really well and they kicked the field goal at the end and 
Daryl Clark was not himself uh, from the concussion two weeks mm-hmm. before against Ohio State, which ruined their chances of uh, actually being in the in the uh, BCS yeah, national championship. Getting getting wiped out by somebody in the BCS, <laughs> which would have happened. Yes, yes, probably. <laughs> Considering what happened in the Rose Bowl against USC, hi <laughs> Kaiser. Um, oh, Kaiser there he is! Him. Look at he that good dog. Him. He wants into the conversation. Hey, let him in. Let him in. All right, Dave, we, I think we get, we're get we at the time of the uh, podcast where we make our picks, give our thoughts. You've already tipped your hand, but go ahead. What, how do you see it I've playing got, out? I've got Penn State 25-17. to 17. I think James Franklin goes for two in an inexplicable uh, – for an inexplicable reason in the second quarter. <laughs> um, I – I'm going to say that that Penn State's defense delivers here, and we've seen no no evidence of it in the first half. They're going to have to use their own energy. Uh, there's not going to be any fan energy. There's not going to be any Will Levis energy this time. They're going to have to decide they want to play. So I'm going to say they decide they want to play, and I think the quarterback advantage is with Penn State, 25-17 Penn State, and they cover. Yeah. Uh, for the first time this year, they're 0-4 against the spread, I believe. We, um, we did mention the line went from Penn State minus three to Iowa minus two and a half. I, well, I, I, saw it as a, I saw it as a pick em, and then it opened it. Then it went to two and a half. But maybe you saw three. It depends on what offshore account you're using, Dave, when you're when you're absconding. Funds. Well, five and a half is an amazing swing. Isn't yeah. It, huh? yeah. Yeah. Do you um, ever see anything bigger than that? Uh, well, the Penn State-Maryland line moved like four points on game day up to 27 and a half, which is still astounding to me. It's the wrong way. It was. That was the worst uh, line I've seen this year. Dave, I see the game almost the same way you do for a lot of the same reasons. I think Penn State's defense knows what it has to do against Iowa. I don't think they're going to get fooled. I James is talking about scripting plays early in the game to fool the defense. That may or may not be true. But I, I just think Iowa is going to try and do exactly what they've done uh, in large part the last two games. And I think Penn State's going to be better prepared. I'm going to say 22-20 Penn State. That's how I picked it. I think Will Levis will make some plays with his legs to extend some drives, and they're not going to need a lot. But I, I do think that we they – We both have 42 as the total. Yeah. Um, we both have 42 will, as the total. I think they will win this game. And I also, Dave, I also agree that if they would lose this game to get off to the worst start in program history, then as bad as Michigan is and as bad as you know, Michigan State is, yeah. I, you could just see a team just kind of collapse. And I don't, I don't see Warren that. Seven is in the cards. Okay. I, was, I was encouraged by the fact I that did. they fought in the second half against Nebraska. Yeah, I think they're in better shape than Michigan. Okay, we got one minute. Go. We got one minute, right? Go. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm counting let's, in my let's go through. So you have you have the under as I do in the Penn State game, correct? Yes, yeah, 22-20. You must. It's 47 is the is the total. All right, let's go through the games. Go. Um Purdue at Minnesota. Purdue. I, I did so badly last week. I was one at five after four and two the first week. I'm just gonna pick whatever you say. Oh you, you pick me. Spread, and that's the way I'm gonna go. I like Purdue. I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm gonna hitch my wagon to you. <laughs> Purdue's going to score a lot of points, and Minnesota's defense is terrible. Make the line. What is it? Uh, Make the line. At, it doesn't really matter where it's what at. It? Purdue, Purdue's eight points better. Purdue by eight. Oh, okay. Well, the the line is there's only two and a half. Yeah. Um, well, they're wrong. Uh, Michigan State. Mich- Michigan State at Maryland is canceled. Yeah. Um, 
Indiana at Ohio State. Very interesting in a lot of ways as far as the line's concerned. Yeah. What do you make the line? Uh, I, I say the line's going to be 10. I think Ohio State's going to win by 11. You're not even close. The line is 20 and a half. Well, I would take the points. Okay. Uh, Michigan at Rutgers. This is a, a really – now, you haven't seen any of these lines, right? No. No. Yeah, this is, this is a really interesting line. Mich- I'm going to say they're going to make Michigan a five-point favorite. Ten and a half. Can they, you believe that? Do you, just real quick, do you remember that game where Harbaugh scored like 80 points on Rutgers and ran it up to try and get the recruiting base? New Jersey? Shiano oh, will be all over know- yeah. You know what I'm hoping of. I hope I hope Rutgers wins by 17, and that's it. <laughs> that would be really fun. Illinois at Nebraska. Another weird line, actually. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of points in that game. Whatever the total is, I'm going over. The number's 58 and a half. Oh, that's going way over. Okay. Uh, Nebraska will probably win by 10. All right, the num- but the number's 15 and a half. Yeah, I'd say 10, but I like I like the total. And finally, Wisconsin. At Northwestern, which is the other showdown, actually, aside from Ohio State, Indiana. Wisconsin should be favored by exactly five points, and they will win by seven. Seven and a half is the number, and that's the lowest total of all of them, 43 and a half, which which sounds legit to me. Yeah. All right, we're done. I think that's it. I I hope Greg Pickle has fun at his wedding, and uh, Kaiser, enjoy the rest of your week. He's sleeping again. We bored him to death. All right. Take care, you guys. We'll talk next week. Adios, everyone.